Welcome to the Legendary Leaders Podcast, Making Legendary Leaders, with your host, Katrina Jameson, where we focus on business, leadership, and life. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Legendary Leaders. Today, I want to talk about eliminating underperformance. Now, I know that I've talked about eliminating underperformance. I've done several episodes on it, but I am telling you, you know, we're hitting that time of year. We're hitting the time of year where we're about to end, for most businesses, we're about to end the fiscal year. We've had a horrible, you know, year, some, most businesses have, right? Talking in generalities, you all know that on this podcast. Talking generalities, because I can't touch every single business or idea. But in general, it's been a heck of a year financially for the majority of businesses out there. We're trying to figure out how to, to overcome and continue to bring in revenue in a year that was just completely unexpected, all these changes and impacts. And so people start to figure out, okay, how am I gonna move my business forward? How do I save some money at the back end? How do I just create a better business because I need to, right? Maybe I need to go through a restructure, right? And I did a little mini series on that. Um, Maybe I just need to, to refocus my team and figure out how to generate more revenue. And, and so inherently I've got some underperformance because I'm raising the bar. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter why you are discovering or have found or you're seeing underperformance. Underperformance is going to happen, right? It's going to happen because inherently the leader that you are, the leader that you know how to be, you're going to be raising the bar and driving and, and increasing expectations as you move forward. So today we serve the customer this way. Tomorrow we're going to be even better at servicing our customer. Here's how we're going to do that, right? That's, that's how you're going to run your business. And so because you're going to continue to get better and better and change with the industry, there are just going to be some people on your team that aren't going to be able to keep up with that, either the pace or the changes or both, right? So right now I'm getting feedback that you know folks are considering restructuring, like I said, or they're trying to get ready for 2021, like I've been encouraging you to do, eliminating the gray, right? We've had that discussion. But no matter the reason, what I'm going to challenge you today is I'm going to challenge you that if you have underperformance, just eliminate it. Stop dragging your feet. Stop torturing yourself. Stop torturing your leadership team if you're in a mature or evolving business. Stop torturing the people who think that they're doing a good job, but they're not. Okay? At the, at the end of the day, what everyone has realized that's facing underperformance is that to some degree or another, depending upon how long you've been in business, is that your inefficiency that you have right now is costing you money. This underperformance that is being displayed through inefficiency in your business is costing you money. And that's no surprise. If you hire someone to do a job and they're not doing it, you're spending money for no reason. If you hired someone to pick up a widget and move it from position A to position B, but they can't do that, and you go in and you start moving widgets from A to B, then you're essentially paying that person that was supposed to move the widgets for nothing. Like they get to sit around and do nothing because they're not moving the widgets, you are. Well, that's a waste of payroll. It's why I tell you, if you hired someone to do a job, 
but that job's not getting done, that person doesn't need to be on your team. And I know that that's a harsh reality. I know that that's tough, and I know that that's direct, and I know that that can set some people off. And, oh, Katrina, that's not sensitive, and there are people. Look, I get it. I'm not saying they're not people. I'm not saying that you need to go in and be rude and hateful and disrespectful and tell them how horrible they are. No. You will do everything with respect. But you can respectfully go tell them that they're not performing to the level that you need them to in the role and that they're not going to be able to keep their position unless their performance changes. And then you hold them to it. I get that you may like them. I get that they're a good person. I hope that they are. But you have to keep an efficient business moving forward so that when life changes, when COVID hits, when the world changes, when the industry changes, when you just feel like making a shift in your business, right? That the business is spending only what it has to spend in order to work effectively. Why do restructures happen? Because they're finding inefficiencies. They've created product lines that aren't generating revenue or they've hired these people that aren't doing the job. It doesn't matter why the restructure has to occur. The bottom line is that it is and there's the ability to do that because there's inefficiencies in the business. And that inefficiency is coming from um, you know, a lack of performance. Usually it comes from people. Sometimes it can come from products. Okay? But I'm talking about the people side right now. Let me put it that way. The key here that I want you to take away is go listen to the information in the restructure series if you're going through it and ensure you are doing a, a restructure fairly, consistently, and appropriately. I mean, I'm going to arm you with that. Please don't make bad decisions about your people. Don't be unfair. Right? I, I Personally, I don't tolerate anything that's unfair. That's just not okay with me. Everybody deserves fair treatment and should be equally, you know, respected and given a fair chance. And as long as you're doing that across this process, you're fine. So why am I belaboring that point? You have, you know, you've, you've done your research. You can see that people are spending money without return. And, and so that's, that's why I'm belaboring this. Cause if you've gone and done your research and you can see the underperformance, it could just be one person. Maybe you're not going through a restructure at all. But you're a small company and you have six employees. And, you know, the sixth employee is just not carrying his or her weight. And so now it's falling on the other five. Let's eliminate that sixth person. You can take that same payroll and hire somebody and get even more efficiencies out of it. Your business can grow because you have eliminated the underperformance. Okay? If you need to go through a restructure because you have to have some, some financial savings, then maybe you're not going to ramp up and grow. You're going to say steady state, but you can eliminate the waste of the payroll. And you have to hear me. Yes, I am talking business terms. I am not talking emotional terms. I'm not talking about the person for who they are as a person. I'm talking about running the business. That doesn't mean that you don't go in after you make the decision about how best to run the business and layer in the people side of it. Such that instead of saying, whew, the business, you know, the underperformance is happening, cut them today. Okay, wait a minute. I'm going to cut them. Let me add the people side. I'm not going to cut them today. That's disrespectful. Let me build a whole package and a plan on how I'm going to respectfully move them through the process. Okay? You see how they fit together? But the first step in all of this is just please go ahead and start taking action to eliminate the underperformance in your business. It's going to cost you money. 
It's going to put you in a position where you may need a restructure because you weren't efficient in the first place. So the best way to prevent the need for a restructure is to create an efficient business, remove people that are underperforming. Don't just move them around. Don't just play hot potato and move them from team to team to team. If they don't fit your culture, if they're not delivering on your mission, they don't fit in your business. It's just that simple. It's not easy to do. It's not a simple conversation to have, but it is a simple decision to make. The hard part comes in the conversation. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this is my challenge for you today, and you can tell I'm passionate about it because I care about you. And I want you to have a successfully running business, a business that lasts, which means you have to have a productivity framework and you have to have an ex execution framework. And if those two pieces are failing, your business is not going to be able to stand. Okay, so I'm calling you out today. I'm having that tough love conversation. Don't drag your feet on making business improvements, even when the decisions are hard. The decisions are always gonna be hard, always. That's not gonna change. But focus on addressing the underperformance. Deliver the accountability discussions. Move through the process. Your talent will become better because of it. Your team will respect you more because they know that they're being rewarded for the right behavior and that behavior will continue. You'll have room to go out and hire even better talent and your business will improve, which means ultimately the service to your customer, the entire reason that you started this business is going to prosper. All right, so I'm gonna leave you with that. I'm gonna get off my soapbox. You know, I, you know I care about that, but that's just your public service announcement. If you're facing the back half of the year and I talked about eliminating the gray, the gray is also underperformance. So let's go ahead and eliminate it. Go and be legendary.